0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros.
1: And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Glad to have you with us. Glad to have our next guest with us, Jimmy. I, I, Jimmy Rogers joins us every Tuesday at two thirty. We've done this enough weeks in a row. I hope you start to. Are, are you look? Do you look forward to our ten minutes together. I'm always looking forward to it. <laughs> How's that? I mean, that's that's one of the things. Jumping from defensive coordinator to head coach, you have to deal with the press. You have to do the the weekly things, you know, that goes out to everybody, including me. And then you got to do shows like this, and you got to do, you know, the Jimmy Rogers show with Tyler, and on down the line. Uh, how? Because that takes time out of your schedule.
2: Yeah, I'm blessed to have a good, great staff to work with. Honestly, and. Some of those things that allows me to step out of the room, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to be fully engaged to what is going on schematically. So it's it's always thinking about what is next, what is the next call, when do I have to get to that by trying to be prepared at night for my next day and giving as much input as I can in the game plan. So a little now, bit of that is new for me. Um, I uh, just
1: I've got a calendar book about. where I have everything written down and I have color coded stuff. I couldn't make it through a day without a list. Do you or a list guy?
2: Yeah, we actually have an app that really helps me through my day that I just look at it and I know when everything's coming for the whole week. So there's certain events that I know I have to get to and be prepared for. So really my night doesn't end until late at night because I'm preparing to give the information to some of the coaches on what we're going to do schematically or what to think about because I am, I'm not always in the meeting rooms.
1: I'm an old guy. i got to write it down. If I don't write it down, I won't remember.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I still write it down a lot. I write down everything. I write down my thoughts post-game. I still do a lot of things uh, in what people would consider the dinosaur mode. But I do try to do my best to either screen it in and keep record of it somehow on a computer or I just retype it all.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that. That makes this dinosaur feel better about our chats every week. So. <laughs> I, I do think
2: there is merit in writing. Uh, I just You learn everything. And you, sometimes when you write it, you don't even have to think about it because you committed it to memory.
1: True. I actually had somebody last week that asked me if I was going to write a book. And I said, well, I have never thought about it. And he goes, with all the stuff you've gone through in the 48 years you've been in TV... You really should write a book. Like, oh, boy, where do I, I mean, I should have started a long time ago if that's what I was going to do because I don't remember an awful lot of the cool stuff. But I, I, the thing that, the thing that is like, like yesterday played in an FCA golf tournament and, uh, there was a South Dakota state team. Rob Bishop, first thing he said to me is thank goodness the Red Sox season is over because we're both Red Sox fans. And there was a team there. Christy Williams was there and, um, and Taryn Christian was there. By the way, he had the long drive yesterday. Uh, we yeah, played. It's it was not shocking. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a par five into the wind, and I hit a good one. And he was a hundred yards past me, I think. I, I who hit that? And lo and behold, it Taren's was turned. He's the jack
2: of all trades. You said if you go bowling, he'll have his own bowling ball and glove. If you go golfing, he turns into Tiger Woods. I mean, kid's kind of get at everything.
1: Oh uh, yeah, he always has been. I, Knew he was special when I saw him get to play at such an early age at Roosevelt, and just, I wondered if he would turn out to be the player he was in college, just because he was raw, and, you know, he was one of those Lamar Jackson types, I didn't know if he could stand in the pocket, but he was one of your all-time greatest, wasn't he? Yeah, he
2: was really special, really special, and, uh, you know, when you lose a guy like Austin Sumner, you think about who's going to be the next, and he stepped in, and We've been blessed with great quarterbacks here, and we've got got a really good one right now.
1: What makes Mark so good? Is it his leadership skills, in addition to the fact that he's, you know, obviously physically gifted?
2: Yeah, um, people ask that all the time. I'm not really sure. I think there's a level of true confidence. I think nowadays there's a lot of false confidence out there and he has true confidence in his ability and i think it has to do with a lot to do with his preparation and not making more of the moment than what it is and the guys play really hard around him because of how he is such a genuine leader and he is himself and he has the ability to connect with every position group on the team which is really really rare um just like all companies big business teams uh there's relationships inside of a football program. I wouldn't say clicks necessarily, but um, he has the uncanny ability to reach everybody on the team and everybody enjoys his presence. And I do think when you have that guy at the forefront of your program, people want to play for him, block for him, get open for him, believe in him. Um, yeah, he's been – it's been – Awesome to see because he has never changed. I mean, who he was as a true freshman to now, it's not like he's gotten arrogant with his success or big-headed at all. Um, He's just, honestly, a credit to his parents and how they've raised him because he's an unbelievable person.
1: And they're great. Yeah, I've really grown to like them a lot. And, uh, and and of course his brother is a rock star. He was on.
2: Yeah, his you know, brother, was, he was yeah, on our post game show time. last
1: year. <laughs> <laughs> his
2: brother's
1: rowdy. Oh my goodness, yeah, just incredible passion for his brother. It was it was cool. It was one of the highlights of my career was interviewing Ryan last year uh, down in Texas after that game was over. So talk. Let's talk about the game Saturday. Another really good performance uh, against a very good North Dakota team
2: yeah um we stressed all week coming out and coming out fast and trying to uh, assert ourselves in the run game on both sides of the ball and we were able to do that because we won the line of scrimmage and Isaiah davis um, did what isaiah davis is capable of and uh, he kind of took control of the game with his runs and we were able to maintain time of possession consistently throughout the game and it was really just really good to see come together. Honestly, um, I felt like this was one of our better defensive performance games, and I, and I mean that in all, fa- all fronts, coaching and playing. And the, you know, what's crazy is like we gave up more points versus North Dakota than we did Montana State, but as far as the completion of the game, I felt um, better about the defensive por- performance in that one because of that's a good football team and they're going to get their plays. Uh, it's a couple mistakes here and there that cost you points rather than a cumulative of effect of a lot of errors in bleeding consistently, which is what happened in the Montana State game. So I told the team this yesterday, like I don't really judge success off of wins and losses. I judge it off of are we doing what we're supposed to do and doing it at a high level all the time and the consistency and discipline of doing your job that's going to sustain success. It's not. One hit wonders and having a big play here, or there. It's discipline, it's consistency, it's practicing and preparing the right way to have success.
1: I'm going to be proud of that, I'm sure Stig is as well, because it's in the last several years in particular, I've really noticed that maturity about your team, and that's a big, that's an important word. You can be skilled, but if you're not mature as a team, you're not going to be as good as you could possibly be.
2: Yeah, and I would say more than anything you ask about what is different about this job, it's handling the emotions of a football team because we're all human. Everybody wants to have success, but not everybody gets to play. And when you have as talented group as we have on, on a football team, um, there's emotions that come with not feeling like they did their part. And because of that, they're upset about, uh, touches and catches. And, and honestly, we just don't have that. That's a competitive, competitively mature football team. Um, our guys are bought into winning, and they're bought into the success of the team. And I think that's rare on a team nowadays. I think that's rare in the world these days. Yeah. We live in a jealous, uh, look-at-me-like-my-stuff world, and our guys are, are, are like that.
1: No, not at all. And plus the fact everybody's got to be ready for their chance to step in there because they're one injury away from playing a key role.
2: Yeah, and we do a really good job of trying to rotate. Um, it's what something I really believe in after what happened to us last year is that we were thrusted into playing people that honestly weren't even on the depth chart going into some of the, the Iowa game, you know, and then all of a sudden we're down to – I shouldn't say down to because they just are thrusted into a position that maybe they – weren't fully ready for or expected to and they all stepped up and and it created depth and it created trust and uh sometimes the unknown is a real positive for a coach because you don't have a choice other than to believe in the person that determines the game and and coach them as hard as you can coach them and what it does is it creates a more well balanced football team where people have game experience to be able to help you on later on in, in rotation and if injury happens and you don't miss a beat. And another game where we got a lot of guys in on defense um, and that's really, really important to the future of this football program.
1: Jimmy Rogers, our guest, will let you go here. I just got to ask South Dakota winning at North Dakota State. Were you surprised by that? Because, I mean, that's that's huge. That just doesn't happen. The Bison lose once in a while during the regular season, but rarely in Fargo.
2: Yeah, I don't got too much of a comment on that. I think uh everybody can win or lose any given day. You gotta be prepared and give it your best. This is division one football and the league is extremely competitive, so no win or loss really shocks me in this. Um you know, we'll be probably a favorite in every single game, but if we don't bring our best we're going to, somebody will hand it to us too. So Right. got to stay on the edge and, and be competitive and handle adversity throughout this ride.
1: Right. Well, we'll talk again next Tuesday. I always look forward to it. And I, like I said to you before we got on the air, I've pretty much got your number memorized. That says something about our friendship. That's, <laughs> yeah. I've got like three numbers that I know, and that's it. <laughs> Don't even know my son's well, numbers. i got to think get twice about one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Have a good good week, Jimmy.
1: Thanks. Jimmy Rogers, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll come back and talk about the Battle Axe game next.
3: I'm Jeff Gould. And when it comes to mattresses, there's no better choice than Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the Dakotas. That's right. Comfort King has been voted number one local best mattress for 14 years in a row. And they want to help you find comfy sleep. Sleep well, live well with Comfort King. Visit ComfortKing.net now and experience the comfort and quality you deserve. Comfort King, the original mattress factory of the
0: Dakotas. Sweet dreams and better health await you. You can build life-saving fire trucks at Rosenbauer in Lyon, South Dakota. The world's largest manufacturer of fire
1: trucks is now hiring. Right now, they're looking for electrical technicians in particular and paying $22 an hour or more based on experience. Their training program is top-notch. To see all positions that are available, go to buildfiretrucks.com, where you can apply online. Join the incredible Rosenbauer family today in Lyon, South Dakota. Find out more at buildfiretrucks.com. Equal opportunity employer, including veterans and That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King.
1: And also by Arby's, home of the meats. They've got the meats, they've got the treats. Still my favorite is uh is, you know, the classic roast beef combo. And uh, I've got to got to uh check out Nana's going to the VA hospital for an appointment tomorrow and she wants me to pick up uh lunch from Arby's. For us afterwards so i think i've got that covered our next guest is todd oy and uh todd you got a big game coming up on friday night it's the battle axe game and it's it's fun how much history is involved in games like this do the do the kids on the team do you do you, do you teach them about what this game means or do they already seem to know
3: yeah you know being, being a big rivalry game from elementary school days they know that uh the big game is always against Pipestone, whether it's in Laverne or Pipestone. We get host it this year. But the kids know and our, our coaching staff. We've got about two or three coaches from uh Laverne. we got a coach from Pipestone on our staff. So it's uh it's fun to talk about the history of the Battle X.
1: <laughs> That's gonna be a little odd to have a Pipestone guy on your staff for this game.
3: Yeah, I, I coach Newgar still so has family uh in Pipestone and uh so it, it's it's where he is now, he enjoys Laverne, and we're glad we got him. All
1: right, so how's the season gone so far? It seems like you've been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride.
3: Yeah, we're 4-1 and one right now, uh, beginning of the year. We play the best weeks one and two. It, it took a long trip to Jordan and got Pete beat pretty soundly. But the last three weeks, uh, things have going a lot better. Our defense is playing really well. We We have the formula of success that we're able to run the ball and we're able to stop the run, so... No matter what level of football it's uh key to be able to do those two things
1: oh absolutely yeah now have you what number is connor wearing by the way
3: forty two uh, that was we had some uh decisions to make and uh, we are moving him different positions He uh, get played some quarterback, but Connor Connell's kind of settled in as a, a pretty uh good dn tight end for us.
1: <laughs> I razzed him about it when we uh did the shoot for the you know, Pickskin Preview Magazine. I said, what
3: are you doing wearing 42? That's not a
1: quarterback's number.
3: Yeah, he played quarterback last year, and we went through the quarterback numbers, and uh, being a pretty good-sized kid, is about 6'3", 6'4", 225 or so, and you know, all the jerseys now fit pretty tight. Uh, we had to go up to in the, in the get to the 40s to find a uniform he was pretty comfortable That's in. That's what he said something about that. He said, yeah, none of them fit me. Like,
1: okay, can't you – I mean – Come on, Todd. Can't you order a bigger number nine or se- what was it, yeah, seven? or.
3: I, I suppose we could have taken the scissors out and started cutting those, but I don't know if the athletic director would have liked that here. So make sure that we take you know take care of our uniforms as best we can. Well,
1: who's the athletic director?
3: I guess I do that, too. Yeah. So I, it's kind of an argument I have with myself sometimes.
1: <laughs> so, like, when you do something wrong as the football coach, what, what does this athletic director say to you? I mean... You have to face the boss. I usually ask my right?
3: wife's opinion and she, my, I'll ask my wife's opinion and she usually sets me straight.
1: Okay. Well, she's the boss anyway, so that's, Yep. I guess we for all sure. know that. Um, that's for sure. how much does this game mean to you? I mean, obviously you're having a pretty good season record wise, so it's important, but let's just put that aside. How much does this game mean? Is it year long? It's just like Central Lion, George Little Rock against West Lion. They're, they're playing for bragging rights in Lyon County. I'm guessing it's kind of the same for you guys, isn't it?
3: Uh, for sure. You know, we, it's a being Laverne and Pipestone as close as we are. The kids play against each other in all sports. And there's even times in the summers where they'll play with each other in some of the other sports, but they know each other. And day and age of social media, I'm sure there's, you know, they follow each other and there's conversations that happen. And, you know, personally, I grew up 12 and a half miles from Laverne and 12 and a half miles from Pipestone. So, I understand the the history behind it all. So no matter what, how your season's going, you know, I think Pipeson's had some good uh, runs in state tournament and prep bowl teams, and we've had some prep bowl teams. And if the other team's down, it doesn't seem to matter. It's usually a pretty good game, close game, rivalry game.
1: So for those that don't know the story, I love hearing this. How did the battle Axe become, you know, the focal point of this?
3: Hell, yeah, this is going to be the 66th time they've played, but the first time, Uh, The Battle Axe was created because of a flu epidemic, and the game was canceled. Laverne had an undefeated, untied season, so the Pipestone coaches uh, created the Battle Axe as a trophy, a traveling trophy. And in the old days, what they used to do, now if uh, the team that has the Battle Axe loses, the captains walk across the field to coach and hand it over. Uh, But back in the original days, the principal AD and coach would come Visit the winning school and take the battle axe with them, and they'd have a pep rally at the winning school. And then the, the team that lost had to present it to the <laughs> team that won at their pep rally.
1: Oh, they should have, they should, you should go back to that.
3: I don't think that it, it's a long 25 miles, and that would make it even longer. Oh. It's kind of a neat ceremony <laughs> at the end of the game. And we keep the, for the most part, our fans do a nice job staying clear of the field, but we do let the fans get out, and it's a good time for. The winning team. Yeah,
1: I guess no matter how you do it, it's, uh, you know, just like when North and South Dakota State play each other for, you know, the border marker. marker, Yeah, they they carry it off the field. That's a done deal, and it's a huge deal, so that is funny, though. I mean, it it, it sounds more like a bet how it started than it does
3: (laughs) anything. Yeah, and like it says in the history of it, it's a pretty healthy rivalry. I wouldn't say that. There's bad blood between the schools by any means, and uh it's a very respectful rivalry back and forth and we like that you know at the end of the game if we have to exchange the axe, it's it's organized you know you see some of the colleges where they go run into the other team's bench or wherever the where the traveling trophy is and they grab it and they run around so it's it's an organized handoff but hopefully we don't have to do that this year since we've got it
1: i was going to say um so you've got it on your bench where will it be? Like up behind the bench, or where, will it be displayed where both teams can see it throughout the game? Or where will it be?
3: Our seniors will bring it out when they come out for their pregame stretch. They'll put it on our bench on the fifty-yard line. It'll
1: we'll be right there on the bench. Okay.
3: Yep. As though it's a player. Yep, it's uh, it's our extra man.
1: <laughs> well, in the series, how's it gone?
3: Um, we've been fortunate. That I think we're we're lead the series 37 to 28. You usually ask that question, so I actually looked it up. Um, it's been pretty even back and forth uh, the recent years, so that also helps keep a healthy healthy rivalry. So we also uh, it's kind of neat. We're going to have a our first um, Hall of Fame induction, and we got the former quarterback Austin Ford. He's the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. He's going to be at the game Friday night. So wow. It'd be kind of neat to add that to it as well.
1: Well, that's cool. I mean, it's just kind of a busy time for
3: him. Yeah, it, he's coming in and Friday night and going back Saturday at the Touro Laverne alumni. Very dedicated to his high school uh, that he graduated from.
1: That is impressive. And how much fun is it to see Monty get this this opportunity? Because I I know he's been wanting this for a long time, and I'm I'm just thrilled for him that he got this chance.
3: Oh, for sure. You know, and. It, and interesting, his family's got a lot of Laverne Pipestone hardwick ties to it. So it's a, just a real neat situation and you know the whole community in the area pretty proud of Monty and what he's doing as a general manager for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Todd Oy is our guest. He is the football coach who answers to the same guy as athletic director at Laverne High School. How many years for you now?
3: This is my twenty second Battle Axe game as a coach and obviously as part of two of them as a player, so
1: Wow. So it it has true meaning for sure. Well, uh, good luck, and uh, I I would say that if you you so so Connor is a tight end now on offense.
3: Yeah, we'll still slide him back uh, at quarterback a little bit, but we also broke in a new position for him last week against Blue Earth and put him at tailback. Okay, and I uh, just got off the coach with off the phone, excuse me, with uh, Randy Kuckemeister from Blue Earth, and he said that was pretty. Uh, Intimidating with that big kid back there his tailback.
1: I would imagine. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to suggest. Why don't you move him to running back? Give him the ball. Just you know, let him let him I, I be a beast.
3: If, I don't know what they do it in baseball, you know, where they move around, and put a guy at every position. But he could easily play all eleven positions on the football field oh, for us. So
1: you should try to, might, do have
3: to that. might have to do that sometime.
1: Last game of the year.
3: Yeah, there we go.
1: Cesar Tovar did that for the twins, I believe, way back.
3: Yeah, ago. there we go. Yep. Alright, Todd,
1: thanks for your time. Good luck. Have fun on Friday night. Good luck to both you guys and uh, may the best team win the battle axe. Alright, thanks Mark. You bet. Todd Oy, our guest here on Calling All Sports as Laverne will host Pipestone Friday night, uh, for the 66th battle axe. They lead the series 37 to 28. And uh, it's going to be a busy football Friday night, so uh, that'll be just one of many really fun games to keep an eye on. And you'll want to tune in to uh, Dakota News Now on Friday nights. First time that I can remember that I won't be there on a Friday night. Uh, But Zach and Cooper have it covered, and it's going to be a great show. We've got it all organized in terms of which games we're going to go cover already. and uh, So, yeah, it'll be a great show. Good luck to both teams on Friday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.